Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart will discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or if you want to see the video edition, feel free to catch me on Facebook Live on my page under Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, brother like brother and sister, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available on our website right now. You can ask your questions, send your comments, or leave your prayer request. <clears throat> I would like to say a huge hello, hello 
to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while Senior Pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Question. Do you really have to forgive a person who purposely hurt you, even if they don't mean it? Well, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. See, you forgiving them is not for their benefit, but for yours. Holding on to unforgiveness will make you become someone that God did not want you to become. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the importance of forgiveness, the benefits of releasing the hurt or anger, and the consequences of holding on to unforgiveness and much more in the episode called The Fight to Forgive. The Fight to Forgive. And I ain't going to kid you, especially in this day and time, it's easy for someone to say, well, just let it go. But we have to do more than that, actually letting it go a lot of people tell us that. A lot of people say, well, hey, just give it to God or, hey, just uh, just let it go. Let the past be the past. But see, people say that, but they don't tell you how to do that. Even how people say, well, just give it to God. Just give it to God. See, we hear that, but we very seldom hear people tell us how to give it to God. And that's something that I want to make sure that we talk about. Just have a question. Uh, there was a question just asked me, how do I listen on your podcast outside of Facebook? You can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com or you can call at 516-453-9118. So with that, many people tell us what we need to do but they never tell us or show us how to do it. And so I want to first say that I'm not a licensed physician, but I do encourage believers, if by chance you feel that you may need some professional help, by all means, go seek after it. There are some Christian counselors that can actually minister to us and help us. So just because a Christian goes to uh, a, say, uh, not a profession, but a professional, a professional counselor, that does not mean that they're not saved or that they're weak. No, they are ministers. They are ministers that God have placed in that are helpful to us. So we want to encourage people, especially if you've dealt with something that, you may not 
be able to handle on your own, we would encourage you, please go seek professional assistance. So talking about forgiveness, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness means to release your resentment towards your offender, towards that person. A lot of times when things happen to us, key thing that the devil wants us to do is not so much of the event, but what gets us is when we are able to put a face upon the event or whatever has transpired, whatever hurt, whatever situation that has harmed us, it's easy for us to be able to kind of move on if we're not able to put a face upon it. I'm not saying that it's easy, but I say it's easier. But once we're able to put a face, that face actually becomes the identity of whatever situation that we have dealt with. So when it boils down to it, forgiveness, forgiveness to release the resentment, um, pardon to counsel the debt. That's something that a lot of times some people say but it's easier said than done. That's why it's entitled, the message is entitled, The Fight to Forgive. See, ultimately, we as people, regardless if you are a saved or unsaved, regardless if you are a Christian or not, forgiveness within our own ability is actually hard. It's hard for us to forgive. And I don't know too many people that they can say or even admit, I have a hard time to let it go. I have a hard time in forgiving. So that forgiveness is actually something that God wants us to do. But think about this. Whatever God wants us to do, he also wants us to do it within his ability, his strength. So knowing within man's ability, forgiveness is hard. Point blank. You cannot forgive someone in your own ability. Because actually, if you are able to forgive someone in your own ability, and also it, de- it depends upon, if you want to say, the severity, the severity of the event or the situation. Because someone stepped on my toe, Hey, I can forgive them. You know, now, especially if it's an accident, that's one thing. But, hey, think about road rage. When you drive and all of a sudden, matter of fact, I'm going to say this. This was on Friday. Friday, as I was driving, I wanted to merge over to the right lane. And as I was getting ready to merge over to the right lane, I saw the lady that was on the opposite side. And I asked her, hey, I let the window down. I said, ma'am, can I get over? She said, no, you wait like everybody else. Now, I could have gotten ugly, but I, you know what, ma'am? God bless you. I said that, and as soon as I said that, the driver behind her allowed me to move over. See, I could have gotten ugly, and matter of fact, we were actually turning to Walmart. She went off into the parking lot. I went off into the parking lot. Now, if I wanted to, I could have gotten ugly. I could have said something, but that was actually an opportunity 
that the devil wanted to use to have me to step outside of my character. So what I had to do, I had to look beyond, I'm not going to even say her foolishness, because what I did, I asked her if I could move over. And so she gave me an answer. The answer was no. But I had to realize, even though I didn't like her answer, but she gave me her answer. So I just asked her, so I couldn't get mad at her. But in the midst of me learning to accept that answer, I had to allow myself to not get upset. But because of the way I responded, I was able to recognize car behind her allowed me to get over. So that's something that we have to think about. A lot of times when it comes down to and say hurt or some type of offense that may happen to us. Think about this. Anytime any type of hurt or offense comes, that's actually something that God is trying to reveal to you. Why? Because the devil is trying to bring some type of distraction to make you get off course, to make you step outside of your character. Why is that? Think about this. Anytime an offense or hurt comes, it always comes as an exam, an exit exam for your graduation. What do I mean? That exit exam will determine if you're mature enough to go to the next level or mature enough to go to the next realm. Because when God moves, he don't move by small steps. He moves by realms, leaps and bounds. But the key thing, we have to be mature enough to handle the, the next level or the next realm that God is trying to take us to. So what would determine if we are mature enough to handle the next realm that God want to take us or the blessing that God has for us? How do we respond to our what? To our offense? How do we respond towards our enemies? How do we respond? Are we going to respond in a godly way? Or are we going to respond like mm, somebody that, if you want to say the old Peter, who we used to be? See, if you notice, a lot of times people that mess with us after we have gotten saved, delivered, a lot of times they come at the point where we have given up our old us. When we have become renewed, when we become more like Christ, that's when the people of old try to come up to the people of new, us, to make us step outside of our character, to make us become who we used to be. Have you thought about that? They'll deal with us now, but they didn't deal with us back then. They waited till we have that we have changed. They waited until we have changed. They waited until we have become or becoming more like Christ. Now that's when they want to come and act a fool. When we quit, I'm gonna say it like this: when we quit cussing, when we quit fighting, that's we that's when they want to step to us because a lot of times they may take your kindness for weakness. They may 
try to test you to see are you going to respond the way that you used to be. When all along, before you gave yourself to Christ, before you got delivered, they wasn't messing with you. But now you depend upon God. Now you're trying to live right. Now you're trying to do right. Now that's when they want to come and press your buttons. So now, hmm, what do you do? See, they were scared of you when you were the old you. But now you've changed. Now you're going to church. Now you're trying to do right. Now they're calling you weak. Now they're calling you a punk. Now they say, oh, man, you're just a coward now. But they don't remember. Even though you're renewed, but you're renewed from the inside. But it's physically the same you on the outside. Still haven't lost your skills to fight. You still haven't forgotten about the words that you used to say, even though you choose not to say them, even though you may choose not to do them. You still know what you need to do, or you still remember what you used to do to get people off your back. So what happens now when you have changed, when you are, like I said, doing right you used to be a player, player from the Himalaya back in the day. Now you're faithful. You're committed. You're, you're married with children. But now they're trying to test your character. Now they're trying to test who you are. So those, those times that happen, those are the times that we have to make a decision. Are we going to handle it the way that we used to handle it? Or are we going to give it to God? So realize those times come to what? As a graduation, or like I said, as an exit exam to see how we're going to respond. Because the key thing is how we respond is actually important. How we respond will determine if we are mature enough to handle the blessings or the next realm that God has for us. So understand it's our responsibility to look at whatever happens to us, whatever happens, and number one, give it to God, but also let's become aware that we have to forgive. Now, like I said earlier, that forgiveness is not for them. That forgiveness is for us. Why is that? Because unforgiveness is a spirit, and those that know we as human beings, we are the only creatures that God created that's living in two different worlds at the same time. There is a physical world right now. I'm in Dallas, Texas, looking on Facebook Live and all that stuff. That's the physical me. But there's a spiritual, there's a spirit being within us. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm spiritual. When you hear somebody say, well, I'm not a Christian, I'm just spiritual. Listen, that doesn't mean that you're close to God or anything because any human being and every human being is spiritual. Now, it depends upon whose spirit that you're worshiping because the spirit man or us, the spirit man within us, that's the real us. 
So understand that we as human beings are the only creatures that God created that has a flesh and a spirit. That spirit does not die. That spirit does not rest. So that spirit, just like how we would uh, hear when someone is dating someone or someone is sexually involved with someone, they pick up soul ties. Soul ties. Soul ties are dealing with the soul, the spirit of a person, and it latches on. So I wanted to bring up because us as human beings, we're living in a physical world, in a spiritual world. And understand unforgiveness is what is operating within a spiritual world or the spirit realm. So understand, anytime we have unforgiveness, we're picking up a spirit that's unlike God. Unforgiveness is actually diluting or polluting your spirit. It's polluting your soul. Now, your soul consists of your thinking, your thought process, your emotions, emotions. So when you think about the way you think, when you think about your emotions, that's your soul. And the devil is trying to contaminate your thinking, trying to contaminate your soul, your emotions. See, whenever we are clear in our in our heart, in our thinking, uh, when we have a pure heart, when I say pure heart, that means uh, we're not holding on to unforgiveness and all this stuff. We can be able to hear clearly. We can be able to hear. But what happens when we are having a tainted heart, or let's just say if you have blinders on, blinders over your eyes, a lot of times what happens when you bump into things? <clears throat> so think about unforgiveness. It's like having a smog, a fog outside. It's hard for us to it's hard for us to drive. It's hard for us to look when it's foggy, when it's cloudy. It 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 messes up our view for us to be able to see beyond our hands. So you know you can't see far. So if you know you can't see far, then what would you want to do? You want to be able to have that fog to move out the way so you can see clearly. And that's the same thing that happens when it comes down to having unforgiveness in our heart. It clouds our judgment. It clouds our thinking. It clouds our emotions. And the worst thing that somebody can do is be led by their emotions. See, whenever you're holding on to unforgiveness or when you allow unforgiveness to come in, you move from operating within the spirit, which is God's spirit. You move from moving, you move from operating within the spirit of God to the spirit of your emotions. And your emotions are gonna always contradict what God wants you to do. See, your emotions will drive you to seek retaliation, to take matters into your own hands. So that's something that God does not want us to do. Now, let's talk about what 
forgiveness is not. I want to say I want to share a couple of things. What forgiveness is not, because a lot of times we have had a distorted view on what unfor- what unforgiveness or what forgiveness looks like. First of all, I want to say with forgiveness. Forgiveness, like I said, is clean is clearing the slate. Now, just because you forgive someone and their forgiveness does not mean that you like what they did. Their forgiveness, just because you forgive someone, does not mean that you know what you're a walking mat. But understand, forgiving someone is for your benefit. One of the key things we always hear people say: when you hold on to unforgiveness. That's like you drinking poison and you expecting the other person to die. So understand that forgiveness is for you. This is regardless if you feel like they deserve it or not. So let's look at what unforgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not letting the guilty person off the hook. In other words, that does not mean that the consequences is removed so if someone feel like well you know um uh i'm asking you for forgiveness so that means that uh um i don't have to deal with the consequences that's wrong no even though you may forgive someone they still got to deal with the consequences of their actions so the other thing just because you forgive someone that does not mean that you automatically have to trust them. No. You forgiving someone does not mean that you trust them. You forgiving them, like I said, is for your benefit so that way you can have your spirit clear. And I'm going to tell you, just like having unforgiveness, and a lot of time you can pick up, you can kind of recognize when that spirit of unforgiveness come within you. It's like, have you ever had something like a dirty smell or a nasty smell that get into your nostrils and you kind of get it stuck into your chest. That's what the unforgiveness feel like. That's a spirit that now has entered into you. And a lot of times it makes us become angrier. It makes us, hmm, like I said, seek revenge. It makes us ready to fight. Just be real. But we can't operate that way, but we have to get a clear understanding of what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. And a lot of time, there are people that would try to manipulate you because they want you to feel like just because you've forgiven them or they have asked for forgiveness, that, that means that you got to go back to the way things were before they offended you or before they hurt you. The answer is no. When you forgive someone, they have no right to get back into the position that they once were before they hurt you or offended you. No. It is your choice, but you cannot allow anybody to manipulate you or talk you into doing something that you choose not to do or you don't want to do. Somebody can cheat on you, you can break up with them, or they you, they break up with you, or you break up with them, whatever, and they come back, and they ask for forgiveness. Forgive them. But that does not mean that you can you need to get them back. No. Like I said, you releasing that hurt or releasing that for unforgiveness 
is for your benefit. Even even if you feel like they don't deserve it, even if they have not changed, even if they're doing the same old trickery, the same old game, it's your responsibility to forgive them. But like I said, that forgiveness is not based upon their change or their lack of change. It's for you to keep your spirit clear because ultimately God is trying to take you somewhere. God has blessings for you, and the devil wants you to miss out on that. Like I said, we have to look at any time that offense or any time an opportunity come for you to be able to give up that hurt or that unforgiveness. Like I said, that's a graduation period for you to be able to advance to the next realm. So you have to remember that anytime you're about to get ready to go somewhere else or go to a, a higher realm or receive your blessings, like I said, there's always going to be an exam, an exit exam, an exit exam, leaving one place, going to the next place. If you want to say getting ready to get Move from one blessing to a bigger blessing. So we have to think about that because ultimately the devil does not want us to be blessed. The devil does not want us to even worship God. The devil does not want us to even receive from God. So a lot of times the devil is going to try to bring these distractions, a distraction of hurt, a distraction of uh, resentment, or a distraction of unforgiveness. A distraction to make you lose focus. See, the devil is trying to re- derail you from moving from what? From south to north to make you go north to south. The devil is trying to make you go backwards while God is trying to progress you to make you go forward. And the devil going to always try to make you focus on what happened in the past. The devil going to always try to make you focus on what? Focus on the hurt instead of the healer. And I'm going to tell you, it's really hard for us to even praise God or worship God when we have unforgiveness within us. Because what happens, it's going to deal with our mind. It's going to make us think about, you know what, I should have went on and did something. You know, the devil going to always try to make you think about what you should have did. When it happened and then what he's going to do He's going to try to make you rehearse You know what the next time they do that What I'm going to do is this what I'm going to do is that It's it's almost like premeditated murder So we have to think about Not focus on what we're going to do Pertaining to retaliation Or uh, well you know uh, I should have did this I should have did that It's easy for us to think about What we should have did when we didn't do it So a lot of times the devil going to try to bring up that event to make us what? To make you focus um, and miss the purpose and plan that God has for you. So going back, what unforgiveness is not? Unforgiveness does not mean the same thing as reconciliation. It's two different things. See? With reconciliation, it takes two parties. But forgiveness, it takes one person, one party. See, with reconciliation, there has to be an agreement within both of people, both people, both parties. 
But when it comes down to forgiveness, all it takes is you. See, get this. Let's just say you did something and you asked somebody to forgive you. Even if they don't forgive you, hey, that ain't on you. That's on them. You did your part. If you did somebody wrong or if you think you did somebody wrong, God wants you to go to them. The Bible tells us that if you're a brother, if your brother or sister offended you, you go to them and, hey, you make it right with them. Leave your gift at the offering. Leave your gift at the altar and you go you reconcile with that person or you go to that person. But if you think somebody has something against you, you go to them. You leave your gift at the altar and you go to them. If you have offended someone or if you think you have offended someone, you go to them and you ask for forgiveness. And like I said, if they forgive you, hey, if they receive your forgiveness, that's the key thing. If they receive your forgiveness, then that's great. If they don't receive your forgiveness, you have already asked them to forgive you. That's all that matters. Regardless if it's received or not, God going to bless you for doing it. And if they don't forgive you, that's on them. But it's so many times we have allowed ourselves to have people to control us, to control our lives because of what? Because we're not willing to forgive them. I want I want to bring this up right quick. Now, whenever you hold on to unforgiveness, whoever you don't forgive, two things. Number one, they're controlling you. You give them control over your thinking and your emotions. But also, the people that you don't forgive, get this. When you don't forgive someone, then that unforgiveness creates hatred. Anger, then hatred. And guess what? The devil worked with this. He would try to make us become the person that we hate. You get that? See, when you hold on to unforgiveness, and that unforgiveness breeds anger, and then that anger festers into hatred, now ultimately there's an image of the person that we hate. Now, the devil make us become the person that we hate. See, that's the old trick. But we have to make sure at the first sign of an offense, we have to be able to leave it to God. We have to give it to God. It's best we tell people to give it to God immediately. Because the longer you hold on to it, the more damage it does to your spirit, the more damage it does to your soul, your thinking, your heart, your emotions. So we have to make sure at the first time when there's an offense, to be honest with you, a lot of times, a lot of times people don't understand who we really are. And sometimes our response will show them who we really are when we do it God's way. We have to allow God to come in and fix or handle the situation because, to be honest with you, there's an assignment that God has for us. And like I said, those are the times the devil try to use those as a distraction to get off off course, to catch our attention, to make us, like I said, become someone that God did not create us to be. I know at times back in the, I say in the past when those individuals that really hurt me. And I actually, I was lying in the bed, 
and I was so angry. I was lying in bed, and I actually saw my chest beating through my shirt. And then next thing you know, I felt like it was almost like I'd swallowed something. It, and, and I realized, I'm like, man, what? it was like a dark feeling that I felt. And I realized I allowed the unforgiveness or the anger to come into me. And I was so angry. I was so worked up. I had that matter of fact, that week we had lost like four coworkers. It was a very, very stressful week at work. And so now in my personal life, I was dealing with unforgiveness. I was dealing with anger. Told me if I didn't learn to give it to him, if I didn't learn how to give that problem over to him, I was going to be the next person to die. And I said, God, I need for you to help me to give this to you. I had to admit that, God, I really, really need your help. And I want to bring this up because a lot of times people just think, well, it just happened to somebody who ain't saved or it just happened to someone who may uh, may be a new convert. No, it can happen to anybody. The devil will fight anybody. It doesn't matter if you're the preacher, the pastor, the apostle. It doesn't matter. It's the same devil that tried to attack all of us. So I wanted to bring this up to let you know, hey, look here, if the devil would deal with me, he would deal with you. If the devil would deal with you, he would deal with me. But me learning to recognize that and give it to God, it allowed God to, number one, to help me and for me to be able to give it to him. And you know what? He worked that situation out perfectly. Number one, I'm still here. But also, even with that situation, that situation was beyond my control. But it taught me what God can do in every situation, because no matter what we deal with, there's an answer through God pertaining to everything pertaining to life and godliness. So even when it comes down to unforgiveness, there are people that's going to try to take you for being weak. And just because you forgive someone does not mean that you're weak, that you're weak minded or that you're manipulated. No, it doesn't. So realize that that unforgiveness does not mean reconciliation. But also realize unforgiveness does not mean that you, oh, excuse me, when you forgive someone, that does not mean that you excuse that wrong or bad behavior. No, it doesn't. You acknowledging that that bad behavior or that wrong behavior is without excuse, but you still forgive them. You still learn to forgive them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Forgiveness is not explaining away the hurt. See, it is working through the hurt. In spite of pain that may have caused you, when you are asking God to forgive or help you to forgive that person, you understand that it's not actually that person but it's the spirit that's operated within the person because the Bible already told us that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood like I said it is a spiritual matter and spiritual matters require a spirit a spirit God spirit to operate within you to handle that situation if you try to take matter to your own hand in the physical then number one not only are you stepping outside of your character, but what? 
Now you have allowed the devil to win to make you lose out what God has for you. Forgiveness is not based upon, well, if it was fair or not. Forgiveness is not what? It's not stiffen your anger. That doesn't mean that you're not acknowledging your anger. It is resolving your anger by releasing the offense and giving it over to God. In other words, if God told you to forgive, then it's not your responsibility for, for you to get yourself healed. It's God's responsibility. God requiring you to forgive, so it's his responsibility to heal you. But you have to do your part in forgiving, forgiving them. Okay? The next one, now my computer, okay, there it is. <clears throat> Understand, forgiveness is not a natural response. Let's be real. Forgiveness is not a natural response, which means, do you actually think as soon as someone does something, you're going to automate, oh, I forgive them, and just leave it like that? No, indeed. Sometimes things happen, you got to think about, okay, God. You told me to forgive. You told me to forgive. This one is hard. This one is hard. But God, I want you to work with me through this. And he will do it. But for you to automatically say, "Mm, uh, I forgive him. I forgive him. Hey, uh uh-uh. No, indeed. Especially those that know some of the situations we dealt with recently pertaining to my family. Oh, no, no, no. Look here, God. I need your help. I need your help. So I'm going to give this matter over to you. And if you give it to him, he will help you to not allow that unforgiveness to get into your spirit. Because like I said, ultimately, the devil want to get into your head and want to get into your emotions. So that is something that we have to allow God to help us with. Forgiveness is not denying the hurt. It is feeling the hurt and releasing it. You're acknowledging your hurt, but you're giving it over to the one that can heal your hurt. Forgiveness is not being a doormat. It is seeing that if this was so, Jesus would have been the greatest doormat of all. So, hmm, we got to think about it. God want us to give everything to him and what greater opportunity in the midst of what we're dealing with for us to seek God show himself strong on our behalf and for our behalf. Forgiveness is not conditional. It is unconditional. It's a mandate from God to everybody. Forgiveness is not what? It's not forgetting. Just because you forgive someone does not mean that you have to automatically forget. No. Think about this. There are people that you already know how their character is, so you have to make sure to recognize, you know what, you forgive them, but guess what? There are some people you can forgive, but you don't have to fool with them. Just point blank. But if you see them, you can say hi or whatever, but you don't have to allow them back into your circle. But see, a lot of times we allow ourselves to get hurt. We allow ourselves to get used again because we think, okay, well, once I forgive them, they get back to the same relationship or same position that they were in. That devil is a lie. 
No, indeed. No, you can forgive them and still move on. You can forgive them and still keep them out of your heart or out of your circle. So when someone someone have done you wrong and you forgive them, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. I forgive you, but now I realize this is someone that I don't need to be keeping close to me. You can forgive them and still watch them from afar. But also, forgiveness is not feelings. It's not based upon feelings. It's based upon facts. Forgiveness is a choice. It's an act of your will. You have to willfully want to forgive. This is a question. If I don't feel like forgiving, how can I be asked to forgive? Does that seem right? This is the answer. Forgiveness is not based upon feelings. It's not based upon emotions. But rather, it is the fact that we, all of us, are called by God to forgive. Forgiveness is not based upon your emotions and even not even based upon what act transpired. But it is an act of the will. Therefore, what seems right based on based upon feelings can easily be wrong. So we have to remember when it comes down to forgiveness, forgiveness is not based upon, well, if I forgive them, they're going to be able to do it again. No, 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 no. Even if you forgive them, you still have every right to set up boundaries for your life. The other part in forgiveness, I already said earlier, when we hold on to unforgiveness, we become like the person that we hate. Or we become like the person that has offended us. Excuse me. But also what we have to remember, once you hold on to unforgiveness, it could be the individual or it could be the act. Not only do they control or they consume your life, but also that becomes your identity. See, when you hold on to unforgiveness, think about it. That's hurt. And what happens when you deal with hurt people? Hurt people hurt others. Have you ever thought about that? Hurt people hurt others. Why do hurt people hurt others? Because that is a spirit and that spirit, they're not recognizing that they are becoming just like the person that have hurted them. That's why, if you think about it, a lot of times when a person has unforgiveness, they're so focused on the person who have hurted them, they're so focused on them, they become like Frankenstein. Now they become that monster, and they become a greater monster. They become greater. When I say greater, I mean more impactful than the person who have hurt them. Like I said, that is a spirit. And we have to recognize that that is a spirit that the devil trying to make us be consumed by. So understand, when it comes down to unforgiveness, unforgiveness is something that we can do, but not within our own ability, but within God's ability. But also understand 
Unforgiveness is a spirit, and for us to be able to recognize that is a spirit that we have to give and release to God as soon as possible. But also, think about this. When you do forgive, there is a peace that comes. When you do release the hurt, release the animosity, release that what happened, that person no longer controls you. And a lot of times people don't realize a person don't have to know that they're controlling you, but it's all up in here, in your mind and your emotions. There are so many people who have hurt us in the past, and you know what? They have moved on with their life, but we still dwelling and we're still stuck right there. And what happens when we hold on to unforgiveness, it actually stops our growth spiritually, mentally, emotionally, even financially, sometimes even physically, because unforgiveness, it does, it wreaks havoc on your body. It wreaks havoc on your mental capacity, on your thinking, on your mind. It makes you lose peace. It makes you lose a good quality of rest. Unforgiveness will make your life miserable. Now, some people know how to function. Some people, even with the unforgiveness, but they're still missing out on the quality of life that God has for them. Like I said, does it mean that it's fair? Does it mean that it's right for us to forgive, even for those who are not even sorry? To be honest with you, our purpose and our plan and our life that God has for us, you know what? It ain't even worth us holding on to that to make us miss what God has for us. No, listen, ain't nothing worth your state of mind. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing worth you losing what God has for you. Are you giving up what God has for you? No, it ain't worth it. So we have to recognize when we hold when we hold on to unforgiveness, we actually shortchanging ourselves. We're the ones that's missing out what God has for us. And you know what? Even if they want to hold on to their unforgiveness, even if they don't want to change, that's not that's not our responsibility even to make them change in order for them to be qualified for our forgiveness. No, indeed, or for us to be able to uh, receive their forgiveness. No, indeed. Even if they never ask for forgiveness, we have to learn to forgive for us to move on. It's so many people who have been hurt in the past, regardless if it's been some uh, a relationship, on the job, or even in the church. Even as oh my gosh, even within the family, it's so much hurt within the family. It's so much unforgiveness in the family. And you know what I found out? I found out that a lot of times, even within families. Family have taken each other for granted. A lot of times people feel like, well, you know, I don't have to ask them to uh, uh, to forgive me. I ain't got to apologize. That's the way we think about it. I don't have to apologize. Oh, that's my brother. That's my sister. That's my cousin. And a lot of times we take each other for granted. And there's so much foolishness within the family. And you know what happens? I'll use, because I have four brothers. I'll use one of my brothers, for example. I have a younger brother I love dearly, and we we're we're closer than brothers. We're like business partners. But I just say, for example, uh, I do something to him, and I don't ask him for forgive. I don't ask him to forgive me, or I don't tell him I apologize. You know what happened? 
Now, it started with he and I. We don't communicate. And then all of a sudden, I have, a ch- I have children. He has children. And what happened? Because I don't communicate with him. What happened now? I'm not allowing my children to fellowship with their uncle, Noah, his children. And so what happened now, that seed, that spirit had now crept in into the family. Because of me being too stubborn to ask for forgiveness to my brother or say that I'm sorry to my brother, now I'm allowing that spirit to fester into my children, and he's allowing it to fester into his children. And you see how the devil tries to play that? A lot of times, even within the family, we 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 allow and we Brandon, and we allowed the devil to wreak havoc even in our family. Instead of just saying, you know what? If I can ask the person at the church to forgive me, if I can ask my neighbor to forgive me, I can easily ask my brother or my sister to forgive me. How about we start doing it, especially within the family? Now, even moving from the family, it's another set of family we got to talk about, even within the church. Let's be real. See, the real church don't mind apologizing. But we have to recognize, even if we're not dealing with someone that's mature enough to apologize or to ask for forgiveness, you know what? That's their problem, not yours. So still do what is right. You still, hey, ain't nothing wrong with communicating. Ain't nothing wrong with saying hi. How you doing? God bless you. That's fine and dandy. But when you start looking at their behavior and they're walking away from you and then you walk away from them because they walked away from you, now that's being silly. That's a lot of childish stuff. So God wants us to leave that junk alone. Leave that childish acting stuff alone. We're too mature. And unfortunately, it happens within the adults. But the kids get along great. So we need to start patterning our behavior like the children. Look here, if the kids, you know, kind of have a little disagreement, it's on the temporary. And then next thing you know, you see them a few minutes later and they plan again in the sandbox. But what as believers, as Christians, as adults, what do we do? We'll go to our grave with resentment. We'll go to our grave with, with hell in our heart towards the person that's right on the other end of us. So we have to be more of a tool. We gotta we gotta know how to act better. Act like adults. Let's say it like that. We need to act like adults. Being able to forgive, let it go, release. Because what I found out a lot of times when the devil would do that, we gotta understand a lot of times they really don't recognize who they're dealing with. But it's not our responsibility to take matters into our own hand. Look at that as an opportunity. That is an opportunity for God to sow himself strong on our behalf and for our behalf. But also, I want to say a couple of quick things before we get ready to allow the uh, see someone online just in case they want to uh, say something. What we have to remember, unforgiveness, unforgiveness will actually damage us more than we can ever imagine. I spoke earlier about some of the damages that it will do to our emotions, our spirit man, 
but also it would do damage to our physical man. Like I mentioned, sleepless nights, worrying, ulcer, a lot of physical damage that it would do. A lot of times what happens, even when you hold on to unforgiveness, a lot of times what happens, you end up watching everyone and begin to start, if you want to say, thinking that everybody is going to be the same way. Everybody, everybody going to be out to hurt you. When you hold on to unforgiveness, unforgiveness, it distorts your thinking. It distorts your emotions. So that's why, if you look at it, the devil wants to what? Divide and conquer. The devil does not want you to have a healthy relationship, not just pertaining to dating, but even a relationship with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. The devil does not want you to ultimately trust. Now, I will say this while I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier or not, but just because you forgive someone does not mean that you automatically trust them. One of the key things we have to always remember when it comes down to forgiveness, you forgiving them is great, but just because you forgive someone does not mean that you automatically trust them. What do we what do we always say? Trust has to be earned, not given. Anytime you give trust, you end up setting yourself to get hurt. And please, please, please don't think, well, you know, uh, I'm just doing the godly thing. No, that ain't godly. That's ungodly. God told you to be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Also, God told you to try the spirit by the spirit. Also, the other thing God wanted you to do, God wants you to what? Lay hands subtly on no man, which means don't give your approval to people. They have to earn that right. And one of the things I found out, I found out a lot of times people don't really understand this, but even when it comes down to Jesus, Jesus, what? He was examined. They investigated Jesus, but he was what? He was innocent. Jesus was investigated, but he was innocent, which lets you know this. When it comes down to dealing with people, you got to examine people. You got to examine them, not based upon who you want them to be, but who they are. You got to examine them. First of all, don't go everything by what a person says. Go about what they do. Now, it's good for you to watch and listen to what they say, but you have to look at that as a resume to see are they are their corresponding action or what they're saying is what is it the same thing as what they're doing? Is it the same? Because it's a lot of people that can really speak well but do ugly. So we have to make sure that we examine people. And do not let anybody talk you into, well, you know, um, uh, you know, if 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 you try, the Bible say, I'm gonna tell, and this is me, I'm a preacher. I'll tell you, I get real nervous when people start saying, well, see, thus says the Lord, uh, 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 uh you lose me, because a lot of time, people that do that, they run in game. Their integrity will speak for themselves, and you know what? People who really don't have anything to hide, they don't mind being examined. See, there's nothing wrong with you taking a test. It could be a drug test if you know that you haven't done anything. 
You ain't even worried. Hey, go, we know that that's standard procedure. But even let's just say, hey, let's just say getting stopped by the police. If you get stopped and you know that you don't have any warrants, you know you ain't did nothing, then hey, you're not worried about it. But when you know that you've done something, when they tell you, hey, look, uh, we're going to have to have a random drug test. Uh, we need you to uh, urinate in this cup. And you've been smoking weed all day. Then you know what? You're getting scared now. Why? Because you don't want what you've been doing in the dark to now come to light. You don't want what you've done to be exposed. Why? Because you know you've done it. And so now when it comes down to people who are people that are people of integrity, they don't mind being examined. But anytime someone has a problem with uh, being questioned, then leave them alone. There are people, they don't mind being examined. So we have to look at that. So we have to recognize when it comes down to un- when it comes down to forgiveness, forgiveness is for your benefit. Forgiveness releases that control that that person has over you, and along with that control, it actually helps you with the healing process. Offering forgiveness helps you with the healing process for you to be able to move on, move on emotionally. But like I said, this is something that you can't do by yourself. Only Jesus Christ can help you with that. If you try to do it upon yourself, then what happens? You're going to end up being stuck. Now, I will say this. The other thing we have to think about is this. Even if you forgive someone, remember this. The devil going to try to bring it back to your remembrance to make you feel like you did not actually forgive them. Is that true? You did forgive them. But see, what happened, the devil going to try to bring back to your remembrance and bring back the old feelings. Now, see, even though you may have forgiven that person, but when the devil try to bring back or remind you of those old feelings, then what do you do? Does that mean that you, you, didn't, you didn't actually forgive them? That doesn't mean that. That is another opportunity for you to give to God and remind him, hey, look here, God, I'm dealing with this. Because a lot of times it might have been that the hurt was deeper than what you recognize. So there may be some things that you may even seek professional help for you to be able to get that situation dealt with. Because there are some things that people deal with, and to be honest with you, it takes professional help or professional assistance, counseling, to be able to get the help and also even be able to move on. Now, there are some things that happen. Matter of fact, I was speaking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and this person was sexually assaulted as a kid. Now, even though that person that did that, the person that was sexually assaulted may have forgiven that person, but when the devil tried to make you feel, uh, bring it back up, hey, this is something that needs to be addressed because, like I said, if it comes back to your mind, don't beat yourself up. If it comes back to your mind, don't feel like, oh, well, shucks, I didn't forgive that person or, or maybe maybe um, uh, I did something wrong. Because a lot of times there are things that transpire in our life that triggers what happened in the past. And does that mean that you're wrong? No, it's not you. 
So even if it's something that happened in the past and the devil try to bring it back up, don't look at it as you beating yourself up and you didn't forgive this person, you didn't forgive that person, you know. No, just ask God because if you were able to move on from it before, God could be able to help you to move it, move from it again. And also, like I said, even if you want to seek professional help, that is great. Please do that. So right now we have somebody on the air, on the line. We're going to give them opportunities to come on. Let me see if I can get them right quick. Okay, there it is. Hello, welcome to Rick Not My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Okay. Okay, nobody's on the phone. Okay. It went there. So what we're going to do, we're going to think about, this is uh, Romans 12 and 17. It said, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. So when it boils down to it, when it boils down to it, <clears throat> if there's someone that you're having a hard time with forgiving, realize that it is for your benefit to release it over to God and realize that that's actually the key thing that's going to help you with your healing, for you to be able to willfully give that hurt, give that unforgiveness, give that anger, release it over to God. Like I said, those things that happen, it's a distraction. It's a distraction, but like I said, also, it's a test. It's an exam. And so a lot of time, based upon how we respond, that will determine if we are mature enough to what? To graduate. Because what I found out, when it comes down to dealing with your enemies or dealing with someone who have hurt you, a lot of times we end up being blessed by those who have hurt us. Let's just say someone that you were faithful to, someone that you love, someone that did you wrong, and they cheated on you and they used you and they dumped you. They took all your money. You know what? As bad as that is, that's a good thing. You know what? At least you know. It's beautiful for you to know how a person's character is. Now, true enough, does that mean that you enjoyed it? No, indeed. It might have been hurtful. Key thing, you know how a person is. So not only you know how a person is and they were able to leave you, that's great. Just make sure you leave them out. But also, anytime, especially even with a to a courtship, relationship, or even marriage. If somebody leaves you, you know what? That frees you to receive someone that's going to treat you right, that's going to love you right. So just because somebody hurt you or just because somebody cheated on you or just because somebody did something wrong and did something wrong towards you, look here, forgive them, but also making sure that you forgive them and release that to God because now that you are free, when the right one comes, you don't become like the person who hurt you, but also you can be able to see within the spirit with clear eyes, with clean spiritual eyes for you to be able to receive. That way you can be able to have a testimony. What what the devil meant for evil, God turned it for your good. And also realize this, a lot of time, even when people who have dogged us and left us, a lot of time, 
they had to leave, but don't try to bring them back because a lot of times our blessings is being held until they get out of our spirit, until they get out of our life. And a lot of times we try to hold people that God is trying to release from us. Hmm. So we have to remember, do not allow yourself to miss the blessing that God has for you spiritually, emotionally, physically. God wants us to be able to be in good health. God wants us to be free, be able to have some good quality rest, good sleep at night. And what would the devil do? He would try to what? Disturb our thinking, disturb our emotions, and make us by driven by our emotions, be driven by our emotions instead of God's spirit. Instead of instead of depending upon the word of God, the devil would try to make us depend upon the word of our emotions. And we can't do that. So we have to be able to give the hurt and allow God to help us be released from the hurt, the shame, the offense, the event that may have transpired that tried to damage our spirit man. So forgive, to release, to be able to what? To pardon, to sin away, to give, to release the penalty to whoever wronged us, to release your right to hear, I'm sorry, to release your right to even be bitter. Because ultimately, the devil wants us to become bitter. The devil wants us to become someone that we're not. And also remember this. The devil wants you to become someone that you're not. Even when it pertains to that hurt or even pertains to whoever did that towards us. If the devil can plant that in our spirit to make us become like them or to be able to become the person that was really not us, then we have given the devil victory. And also we have given our enemy the victory. We cannot allow the devil to win in that situation. Because you know what? We got to fight. And like I said, sometimes it may even take that hurt or it may even take that hurt for us to be able to move on to where God has for us. But uh, I found out the key thing is how we respond. I found out when it comes down to the hurt, when it pertains to what a person has dealt with, some type of uh, offense, some type of situation, I found out, like I said earlier, that is the exit exam. And it just like, I'll use it for example. There was a young lady, and I'm pretty sure y'all, some of y'all know people that have been situation a faithful mother that did everything she could loving wife devoted wife raising children but the husband was a dog the husband was someone that spent all the money gambling uh seeking out the other women and then he ended up getting another woman and leaving and abandoning his family but you know what the woman did she would still go to church. She had, even in the midst of her hurt, she never talked bad towards to the children about the father or about her ex-husband. But you know what? In the midst of, she still did. It might have been hard. It might have been hurtful. She might have spent some sleep at night crying because she was hurt. 
But yet still she be able to give everything to God. While he gone on with his life, while he parted hard and got all the money. But as time went on, the tables turned. That mother who was left with nothing but hungry children. Now her children have grown and now she has remarried and married a man that loves her, that respects her. And got the children off to college, and some playing basketball, other ones playing football. And now, that husband that left her with all them children that went off and spent all his money, you know what? Now he has nothing. And that woman he was playing with used him. And now he has nothing but that one that didn't have anything, that was left with nothing but hungry children. Now she have an abundance. Doesn't that remind you of the story of Lazarus and the rich man? So you got to think about this. The reason why she was able to be blessed was because of how she responded. How did she respond towards the hurt? How did she respond? Because she had an opportunity to become resentful. She had an opportunity to seek revenge. But what did she do? She was able to give it to God. So if she was able to do that and receive what God has for her, then we could do the same thing. Let that be an example to us because we cannot be defined and we're not defined by what we go through. But we're defined by what he went through for us. Jesus bore the cross for us. And that cross represents salvation, but also the salvation is not only the penalty of sin, but even the power of sin. And what is sin? Unforgiveness. Hurt. That is that was not designed for us. Hurt was not designed for us. Unforgiveness was not designed for us. Offense was not designed for us. So if it was not designed for us, then how about we pick up something that was designed for us? And that's victory. That's healing. That's for us to cast all of our cares upon God. He cares for us. Jesus loves us. Jesus cares for us. Jesus is standing right there. I want you to go to him pertaining to that hurt, pertaining to that unforgiveness, pertaining to all the things that you went through. Even though you might have went through it and it might have been hurtful, might have been painful. But one of the things I found out, whatever we deal with and whatever we go through in our life, it could actually become a testimony, but also it could actually help us to be help us to walk in the purpose and plan that God has for us. So allow that to be an opportunity for us to seek God like never before. And just in case those who may be listening, just in case you're listening and you may not understand what all you went through, how's it going to turn out for your good? Well, you know what? This opportunity for you to be able to talk to God about that. I don't have to tell you. God want to talk to you directly. It's time for us to go to God directly. You don't have to, I'm, don't get me wrong. It's good for us to get help and encouragement from other people. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't wait for people to help you to go to God. Don't wait because a lot of times there are some people, they will even tell you, well, you know, you're not good enough. Or some people may even tell you that your past is too dirty for you to be able to talk to God. Some people may even try to use their authority or their position to make you become legalistic. 
they may make you feel like, well, you know, you got to do that. You got to jump through hurdles and all this and all that before you're able to even talk to God. Uh-uh. No. You go to God right now where you're in, wherever you're at. The Bible tells us to go to him in the pardons of our sins. So wherever you're at in your life, go to God. But you got to mean business. And just in case you may have a hard time forgiving someone, you know what? Let God know how hurt that you were. Let God know he want to listen to it. God wants you to go to him and tell him everything. Let him know your hurt, your fears, your concerns. He wants an intimate relationship with you. So don't allow anything or anybody to bring a disconnect or or a not or a not to have a relationship with God or for you to not go to God and tell him your concerns, your issues. So whatever you're dealing with, ask God to help you and know that he's standing right there and he want to talk to you. And just in case you have other things that you may be going on, that may be going on in your life, we're going to have it as an opportunity for you to go to God about this. The Bible tells us, just in case you may not be saved, the Bible tells us in Romans 10 and 9, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what's going on in your life, you can give it to God and know that he loves you and he wants you to go to him pertaining to everything in your life. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We want to acknowledge your presence on tonight. God, we ask, Lord, first of all, God, if there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God, we give you permission to move it out right now, God. In the name of Jesus, if there's any hurt, if there's any unforgiveness, God, God, we are releasing everything to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, even for the pain that we might have been dealing with, God. If there's anyone that have done something towards us, even if they have meant to do it, God, God, we ask God to help us, God, to release every hurt. Release every anger over to you right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we know, God, even though we are casting it upon you, God, God, we're giving everything, every hurt, every unforgiveness, God. That does not mean that you want us to uh, uh, not use wisdom, God. But, God, help us, God, to understand, God, we can even respect people. We can forgive people from afar. Just because that we've forgiven them does not mean that we ought to have them into our circle or that doesn't mean that we can even trust them or should trust them again. But God, we speaking God, that you help us, God, we help us, God, help us, God, to give everything to you, God, once and for all, God, God, help us, God, to release every hurt, every misunderstanding, every guilt right now to you right now in the name of Jesus. Instead of buying everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, that you remove every weight, God. Remove the burden, God. Remove the guilt, God. If there's anybody that's going through something right now, God, God, we speaking, God, that you help them, God, 
whatever confusion that there may be right now, God. Help the God. Help the confused mind, God. Help the mind to become stable right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're speaking, God, let there be peace in the family right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, for peace and for unity right now, God. God, we even speak, God, for repentance, God. There's someone that may have done somebody wrong, God. Give them that desire right now, God, to apologize, God, to repent right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we're speaking, God, even within the church right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you give your people that desire, God, that maturity, God. To get it right for you and even for others right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to be the men and the ladies that you call for us to be right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God. Even for those who may have lost something, God, it because of some type of situation that may have transpired right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you bless them, God. Give them the means, God. Give them the resources, God, because you are the source right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, even what the devil tried to take from them, God, we speak, God, that you bless them to have abundance, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them, God, to have more than what the devil tried to take from them right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for having your way, God, in the lives of your people right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, that you strengthen your people right now, God. Encourage their heart right now, God. Somebody may be having a, a heavy burden on them, God. Help them, God, to release that over to you right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that you're holding up the bereaved family right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you encourage, God, that you mentor, God, that you shield their heart right now, God, and comfort them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you comfort those who may be hurting, God, who may be grieving right now, God, who may not even understand everything, God. But, God, we know, God, that we're Understand it better by and by in the name of Jesus. And we for the joy, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the peace, God. Thank you, Lord, for the healing, the victory, and the deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking, God, that you have your way in our lives, God. We give you permission, God, to have your way in our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking, God, that you severed every soul tie that's unlike you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to give every control over to you right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you break everything that the devil tried to do, God. If there's anyone that we're allowing to control our emotions, our thinking, our mind, our lives, God. God, we give them over to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we bind every witchcraft spirit right now. We bind every manipulative spirit right now. We bind everything the devil tried to do right now in destroying our mind, destroying our spirit man right now. In the name of Jesus, we surrender to you, God, and no one else right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and listened and also who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. On Facebook, you can read my data devotions and also my videos on my page or you can subscribe to my youtube channel it is brother prater also also on my website which is www.brotherprater.org you will see my daily devotion and upcoming events and personal appearances also on the store section of my website you can purchase my book a few good men a path to godly fatherhood a Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities 
to their children, their families, their spouse, or even their children's mother. Farm women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. <laughs>